Hi, Roll. Hello. What's going on? Not much. How are you doing tonight? I'm all right. I'm all right. How are you doing, man? Thanks for having me. Of course. I'm doing well. I, I appreciate you you, uh, you taking the time to talk with me tonight. I'm, I'm a lifelong Mavs fan, and, and I really enjoy catching up with former players that, that I remember watching and, and rooting for, so I'm excited to talk to you. Oh, man. That was a long time ago. You remember me, man? I do, because... <laughs> I mean, I, I'm born and raised in Dallas. I've been a fan. For, I'm 31 now. I've been a fan for like 22 years. And I mean, basketball is the only sport I've ever been passionate about. So I, I remember you very, very well. So I, I am uh, genuinely excited to talk to you. Oh, that's cool. That's cool, man. Just thanks for having me. Thanks for having me. For sure. And I, I've even talked to a, a few of your teammates from your, your lone year in Dallas. I've talked to Marquise and uh, both Josh's, Powell and Howard. Yeah, those three was probably my uh one of three of the three of the closest guys I was uh was with, including uh Sagana Jot. So you Fair. know um especially uh Josh Howard and Marquise, they really because, um, you know, we played the same position, so they they really showed me the ropes and, you know, kinda uh mentored me a little bit. Mm-hmm. Very cool. Well, um, be- before we get into uh, into obviously your time in Dallas, which is what this interview will will focus on, I did. I wanted to ask you something that I, that I typically ask um, all the former Mavs that I talk to. I know you were growing up in Detroit, or you were born in Guyana, correct? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, and then you, but playing high school basketball in Detroit, what spurred your, your passion in basketball? How, how did how did you get started playing the sport? Man, you know, going back, I can't, I can't really like pinpoint what got me to basketball. But um, my older, my oldest brother, he played, he played basketball, and um, I really, you know, I loved him so much. I kind of wanted to do everything he did, and you know, he was, he was good in basketball, so I. I kind of followed after him and, you know, it kind of took off from there, um, kind of consumed me. Uh, I, I really want to play basketball. Uh, I had a, a couple guys I idolized, like, of, of course, you know, uh, Penny, Mike, Grant Hill, uh, Scotty. So, mm-hmm. you know, watching them um, and me continue to me continue to play I, I really got got a real fond of basketball and I just it just kind of spawned from there very cool yeah and it's funny that you mentioned Penny because I was looking at your your Wikipedia page earlier today and it, it mentioned that that Penny was your favorite player and that was actually my favorite player too as a kid and I probably had 70 something Penny Hardaway cards I had the black Orlando jersey I had hats um, I don't think I ever had his shoes because they were pretty expensive, but I had just about everything you could have besides his shoes. And I, I loved Penny and I wish things had turned out differently for him because he was amazing to watch. And we didn't have cable at my house. So I cherished those NBA on NBC games whenever I got to watch Penny Hardaway play. Oh yeah. I, I know exactly what you're talking about because um, Penny, I mean, you know, he, he was, 
he was what everybody was calling the next, you know, Mike. And and man, he he was so great. I mean, for what he did, you know, uh, uh, six seven point guard. He was, um, you know, other than Magic and probably one or two others. It wasn't too many guys at that height that played point guard. And right. He he really revolutionized that position. You know, they just they just they started looking at taller point guards and you you know, he had it all. And I I fell in love with his game. It's funny you talked about his shoes because I remember asking my mom for some at that time, it was probably 140, 150. Sounds about and right. She looked, she looked at me like I was crazy. Like, <laughs> we, we barely could afford $50 pair of shoes, and you want these $150 pair of shoes. And, man, I, I love Penny so much. And from him, you know, kind of grew my love for, like, a Scotty. Like, mm-hmm. the taller guys who – play who can play point who could bring the ball up and I really patterned my game after them very cool that, that's really cool to hear because uh yeah just growing up those were you know that's who every every NBA fan wanted to be so um uh, gr- going to McKenzie High School in in Detroit can you talk a little bit about your high school career were there any like future NBA players um, that you played either with or against during that time? Uh, I'm trying to think. Um, my, You know, my freshman year at McKenzie, I tried out for JV. I got cut. Mm-hmm. So, you know, uh, I believe that night I, I cried my heart out. So uh, they put me on the PAL team. That's the police athletic league. But, yeah, that was the time if you didn't make it on JV, the the pal was like the JVB team, so played pal. Um, and so I was I was devastated that I didn't make the JV team. So I you know I kept working hard my sophomore year. I made the JV team, and then I moved up to varsity my junior and senior year. But at McKenzie, it was always we really had a good team. We've always had a good team we was always competing for the 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 public school league um uh championship and so came in coming from i came from from brooklyn my ninth grade year so you know i really had to try to make a name for myself and um you know it was hard it was hard because i didn't have no friends i didn't know nobody Mm-hmm. And now trying out for the team, I was an unknown. So I think that was uh, almost uh, a little reason why I kind of got cut from the JV team. But you no, know, I went through. I went through the ranks. I went through the ranks in high school, and I think that what made me, uh, you know, who I am today. I just, you know, continue to work hard. I I knew my goal. I wanted to make the varsity team and. Just, just try to continue to, to, to be the best player that I could be. Heading into your your college career, I know you spent your your first year at Ball State before moving on to Oakland. What what was your recruiting process like once you finished your high school career? 
Well, I um I pretty much had all the Mid American Conference, you know, the MAC. I had pretty much uh say I, I don't know, it's what fifteen, sixteen teams in the MAC. I I had probably thirteen, fourteen teams from the MAC recruit me. I had other schools recruit me. I it was it was a it was a big number of of colleges recruit me, but it was all mid majors. It wasn't no uh, the Power Five conferences as they say now. I didn't have really no major colleges recruit me. So, but at that time, I was like, oh man, I'm uh, a college recruit me, you know. So yeah. I I was I was excited. I was excited to, you know, possibly be getting a Division One uh, scholarship, and you know, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed every moment of it, and um, I finally decided to go to Ball State, uh, in which Ray McCallum. I, I, you, I know you probably familiar with that name. You know, his son, his son played in the NBA for a little bit. And, um, you know, he recruited me, and he was one of the only coaches that said, Raul, I want you to come in and, and play point guard for me. And oh, wow. he was like, he was like, I know you haven't played that in high school, but he seen something in me that, I, you know, I didn't see in myself. And he was like, um, he pretty much said, we have two other guys that's possibly going to make it to the NBA. And with you coming here, it will be our, it will be our third guy. And I was when I was hearing him, I was looking at him like, man, you crazy! Like I'm not <laughs> even I'm not even trying to think of the NBA. I'm just you know getting a a Division one scholarship was a dream for me. Mm-hmm. And you know, like I said, he seen something in me that that I didn't see in myself. I didn't realize uh, you know okay I could be that good, but you know, I was very humble. I was, I, I just wanted to, you know, go play basketball anywhere. It didn't matter where. Oh, and once they, they said it always oh, a free scholarship and this, this and that. I was like, oh man, I'm, I'm, I'm excited. So I chose Ball State, and he ended up leaving. Once I commit. Once I had committed there, he ended up leaving and going to Houston. Mm-hmm. And you know, now the rules have changed. If if a if a if a coach leaves, you know, you could leave too without without you know being penalized for right. it. But at that time, it wasn't like that. So I still had to go to Ball State, and um, you know, going there, I didn't really you know. I wasn't the coach's, you know, choice. I wasn't, you know, who he probably preferred. So, you know, it wasn't that because, you know, I competed. It wasn't that he didn't, wasn't too much fond of me. It was just that, uh, you know, we probably prefer another player. Mm-hmm. And although I, 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 although I went there and, you know, I competed my butt off and, you know, try to play, at the end of the season, I, I, I seen this, uh, this might have not, be, this probably ain't the best place for me. And I know one of the places uh, that recruited me was Oakland. It was back home. Right. And I was like, well, let me, um, let me see if, you know, possibly they will want me to, 
to uh, transfer there. And, you know, you know, as the story is told, um, I ended up going there and, you know, and I had a good uh, career there at Oakland. Absolutely, you did. Um, I'm just looking at some of your stats here over your three years there. You, you scored over 18 a game, six rebounds a game, two steals a game, a block, one over one block a game. And do you know if this is still the case? I'm reading right here that you're the school's all-time leader in block shots. Is that still the uh, your record? No, no. Uh, uh, a seven footer came along. Ah, uh, okay. <laughs> Keith, uh, uh, Keith Benson, and um, he 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 ended up being Oakland's first guy that was drafted. Gotcha. So you know he had a he had a great career. He was drafted by Atlanta, I believe. He had a couple little stints in the NBA, but. You know, um, yeah, he he smashed that record probably after the first year. <laughs> uh, well, then I, I think he needs some some sort of asterisk by his name then, um, because it. it sounds, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> so I know you finished your college career in 2005, and then you were undrafted in the 2005 draft, but you played in the uh, the Rocky Mountain Review Summer League with the Mavs and you know, basically replicated your college numbers and you scored over 18 a game, three rebounds a game. Um, and then the Mavs signed you to a, a one-year contract. Like, what was your initial reaction once you found out that, that you were getting a, a, a contract from, from an NBA team? Man, I was elated, man. I, you know, words, words can't describe, man. Um, you know when when you see your dream coming true and you know you you really didn't expect nothing like this to happen um it was you know it was eye opening um i i was the happiest guy on earth at, <laughs> at that time very cool and um i you know i just looked back and you know seeing how all the hard work paid off and you know the the people that that helped me uh get to that point you know i i thank them times 10 mm -hmm. um but you know it's a dream you know people can't people don't realize how much like that's a dream like like you know you strive for this and you don't think it's possible because i'm not going to lie to you at oakland you know, Oakland turned Division One probably uh, uh, four or five years before I got there. You know, they've never had a a a, a guy make it to the NBA, so I, I thought it wasn't possible. Mm -hmm. But as you know, my junior senior year rolled along, and and I'm hearing scouts is at the game. I'm like to see who you yeah. know <laughs> and um you know like no they're coming to see you and it's like you, you can't imagine it's like it's a dream come true absolutely and that, that's really cool that that you got to accomplish your dream and you know you signed on with a uh one of the leading contenders in the nba at that time um so as as a rookie with some um, veterans like you know Dirk, Jason Terry, Eric Dampier, uh, do you have any funny like rookie initiation things they had you do back in two thousand and five? Man, those those guys was like uh, you. It's 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 not no it's not no coincidence why you know 
that year we made it to the finals. Like mm-hmm. everybody was just great. Like everybody was was always trying to help you. Um, the only rookie thing I could do was, you know, uh, on the plane ride, Daryl Armstrong would be like, "Okay, make sure you get the Popeyes chicken rookie." You, you gotta make sure you gotta make sure you get the Popeyes. Make sure it's enough for all of us. Um, uh, other than that, and you know those guys was giving me money to get the chicken. So okay, you I was know, gonna ask that. Uh, I was wondering if that money if that came out of your pocket or somebody else's. <laughs> no, they would always like pay me back, or you know, because on the plane it's so funny. On the plane, that's when they would. Once we're once we're on the plane, you know we're we're going on the road trip, so that's when they will give us our per diem. Right. And, and I and I used to think, why are we getting meal money? These guys are millionaires. Yeah. You know. So <laughs> I've wondered know, that too, but it, it is a business, so I get that side of it, I guess. But but yeah. I I found out later on that the per diem, you know, comes out your check pretty much. Oh, okay. So huh. yeah, that's something that's something I found out. But you know, they would take care of everything. You know, um, yeah. uh, other than that, and you know, Jerry Stackhouse, he was he was one of my biggest mentors. Um, mm-hmm. I will work I will work out with him a lot. And you know, when we'll get on the road and he wants something to eat, he'll order it, and you know, I'll go pick it up. But I mean, that to me was nothing. Right. You know, like, like, okay, you know, that's the veteran on the team. And, you know, these guys I watched, I I looked up to. So, you know, uh, what you want me to do? Oh, okay, yeah, no problem. Because, you know, I want you to play good. So, you know, whatever you need. Yeah. <laughs> so it was, you know, it was, it was a great experience. Those group of guys was, like, unbelievable. Like I said, it wasn't no, it's not no surprise why we made it to the you know the NBA finals that year yeah that that definitely was a uh, a special year in Dallas one thing I wanted to talk to you about or a couple things I want to talk to you about that season is you know in March of, of that year you got inserted into the starting lineup for nine games I guess due to an assortment of injuries that the Mavs were going through what what was your reaction when I'm guessing it was Avery Johnson that told you he was he was putting you in the starting lineup well, you mentioned the injuries. Uh, I know uh, uh, Devin, Devin Harris, he got hurt. Uh, Josh Howard, he was hurt. Mm-hmm. Um, and I believe, I, uh, is that, no, Doug was, was Doug at, on. Oh, he, he want, left I pretty want, early, actually. He left, he yeah, was there he, very briefly he, at the beginning. He, okay, he left early. So I think yeah. Adrian Griffin. He probably gotcha. got hobbled with some injuries. Yeah. And you know, at, at this time, this was big because they was they they were wondering what they were gonna do with me. And they you know, uh my agent called me like, oh, okay, you know, some guys is hurt, so you know, you're gonna have to fill the role and I'm like, Hey, I'm ready. I'm like, you know, I'm ready. So, you know, they threw me in there and um you know that was man to start. You know, uh, get some minutes on. You know, at that time we was like a well-oiled machine. Mm-hmm. You know, dirt couldn't be stopped. Josh couldn't be stopped. 
you know our our, our bench, Marquise, um, Keith Van Horn, Dan Pierce, Sagana Job, like you know at and you know, come to think about it, like we was almost loaded. Mm-hmm. Very much, you yeah. know. Yeah, so you know, for them to throw me in there, and you know, the confidence that 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 Coach Avery, you know, uh, showed in me, I, I, you know, I just try to play my heart out, and you know, just try to uh, give the team, you know, anything I can, you know, and w- with me, that was uh, defense. So mm-hmm. defensively, I try to bust my butt out there and. And just try to give the team team as as much energy as I could. Yeah, definitely. And um, I mean, you had some productive games. I'm looking at some of your your stat lines here. You had a 12 point game against Houston and a uh, a 10 point game against New Jersey. One game I wanted to ask you about though was a game at home against the Warriors that you started in, and that's a game when Dirk scored 51 points, which was the second most he ever scored in an NBA game. And I thought that was pretty cool because. You know, obviously he's in his 20th year now, still playing, but in his second all-time game, you you got to start alongside of him. So uh, I wanted to see what you remember uh, most about that night. Man, first of all, I love Dirk. Uh, <laughs> talk of, talk about one of the all-time great, uh, all-time teammates. Um, I mean, he he didn't treat me like you know. The fifteenth man, he had as much confidence as me as as he would in Josh Howard. Very so, cool. You know, I tell I tell people to this day how great of a teammate Dirk was, and and I mean, you mentioned the fifty-one point game. Look, I I didn't even remember that. I just know every game he he's going to contribute. He's going to give it his all. He's going to play his hardest. Mm-hmm. I didn't even realize. I didn't even realize he scored fifty-one. Well, now that now that now that my memory is coming back to me a little bit, I do remember playing a lot the fourth quarter. <laughs> <laughs> so that that means you know the game was out of hand, and um, you know Dirk, you know Dirk is amazing. He's going to go down as one of the all-time greats. But as a person, it's you know, he's he's one of the all-time greats in my um, absolutely. You know, I, I I marked my calendar when he's coming here, when he's coming here to Detroit, so I could um, cause I don't know if this year or next year will be his last year, but I definitely want to um go show my support for him and you know uh, possibly uh, bump into him, yeah, and uh, just just tell him how much I appreciate him. Yeah, definitely. Um, and it's funny, even though you said uh, that 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 game against the Warriors when he scored 51, it it was actually a very close game. And I wanted to see if you remembered it because the Mavs lost at the buzzer. Jason Richardson hit like a crazy spinning three, and it, it went in, and the Mavs lost right at the buzzer. So I wanted to see if you remembered that game because it was such like a memorable game for Dirk. But unfortunately, it uh, ended up kind of uh, the Mavs ended up losing. But that was just something kind of memorable that happened during your during your starting stint. Yeah, so. you can see my memory ain't that good. One of those games, I, I believe they came, they probably came twice, twice to uh, 
to uh, the to to our home in Dallas. Like I can't. You see, my memory is all jumbled yeah, up. But no worries at all. Uh, uh, you know, for for him to do that, that was a no surprise. I mean, you yeah. know, this is what he did night in, night out. I mm-hmm. mean, he was probably averaging, you know, twenty six, twenty seven that year. Yeah. Um. He he was he he was truly unguardable. Mm-hmm. You know, um, just like how we look at at KD right now. You know, he he was the only guy that was seven foot that can shoot like that, and um, he could put the ball on the floor. Of course, not quite like KD because he's a guard, but. For for defenses to try to figure him out at the four, he was unguardable, and that's when you know the young Dirk, athletic Dirk. Mm-hmm. Um, that was something to see. That was something to see. Um, I I could remember telling some of my friends like, man, you you don't even know uh, what I've seen for this whole year. He was <laughs> he was extraordinary. I could remember guarding him in, in practice, like, how do you guard him? Like, yeah. it's impossible. You get you, you get caught on the switch, and you 6'7", and, you know, I was 6'7", long, and it's like, it, it's no way possible to guard him because he can shoot right over you. Mm-hmm. And I could, I could remember vividly when I, when I used to go at night uh, to the practice facility, and he's always there every night. Every wow. night he's there working on his shot, and it's like, man. And you know, that's when I really understood what it what it took to be, you know, that great in that league. Because you know, he didn't he didn't take no nights off. He he came with it every night and. And you know, look, fifty-one. That seemed like typical dirt. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. That was a, a special time in his career. So I know, obviously, two thousand six is a very is a very special year in, in Mavericks history. It didn't end up, you know, the way everyone wanted it to. But you know, they had a magical playoff run, and unfortunately, you know, you didn't get get to physically play during that year as you weren't on the playoff roster. But what what was that? that run like for you? Cause you know, the playoffs last two months long and you're still around the team every day practicing. What, what do you remember most from the, from that, that special two month period in, in Mavs history for you? Man, I re- I remember every, every series, mm-hmm. um, that, that second round of San Antonio, that San Antonio Spurs series was like, gut wrenching like oh my gosh like oh is we gonna win is we gonna lose is we gonna win is we gonna lose <laughs> yeah. you know and that was that was one of the best series I've witnessed in my life but going through that whole playoff run like you know of course we deserve to be there I believe we we went what 60 and 22 mm-hmm. if I if I could recall and of course we was a very good team, but you know, uh I know the first round was Memphis, the second round the Spurs, the third round the Suns, and at that time pe- people can't imagine how tough the Suns was. Oh I mean, I, yeah. of course of course the Spurs and that was their prime. Mm-hmm. 
So for 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 Maverick team to beat that Spurs team, you know, was big itself. That seemed like the finals. Yes, it you did. You know, but 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 then to play the Suns and the Suns with a young Nash and shooters all around like we see today. So that that Suns series was tough itself, but that second round of beating the Spurs in seven games, I believe the seventh game was in San Antonio. Am yes, I right? Yes, it was. That, absolutely, yeah. They won. Uh, I mean, you guys won two games in San Antonio that series, game two and, and game seven. So to win twice on their floor at that time is uh, pretty remarkable. Yes, it was. And, you know, like you said, that that was the, the toughest test itself. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I'm sitting there. I'm 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 nervous because, you know, I'm cheering my guys on. You know, I want my guys to win. You know, I done been with these guys for a whole year. We done, you know, me and three, four of the guys that got close, Josh Powell, Marquise, Josh Howard, Sagana Jop. I mean, that's one of my good friends to this day. We we talk every every, you know, once a week or so. Oh, very cool. And and for to see them, to see our team, you know, get past that, that was, I was like, man, that, I, that was big. That was really big for, you know, Mavericks for, for the Dallas team at that time, because I don't think we experienced no kind of success like that. Yeah. That was um, the first time the Mavs had made the finals. And, you know, unfortunately after, well, I mean, I, you know, obviously beating the Spurs, which was a great series. And then um, I think Dirk exploded for a 50-point game against the Suns in game six. And, you know, everything that's happened in the 2006 finals and all the controversy. But at the same time, it, it was a special time in Dallas. And to be one of the last two teams standing is, um, I think, something to be proud of. And, and it's cool that you got to be a part of that. I know after that season, you were traded to Indiana and then – that that was your last season as an NBA player. Did did you have any future NBA opportunities a- after that year in Indiana? Well, after that year, I went to Phoenix and um, I, I went through training camp, and I was the last cut. You oh know, man, that devastated. Yeah, that devastated my heart. Yeah. Um, so I remember uh, receiving the, the news from Dan Tony and looking at him like he was crazy. <laughs> you know, like because you know, I felt, I felt, um, you know, my my first and second year, you know, with Dallas, I had to make the team, right, uh, through training camp, and then same thing with 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 the Pacers, like I had to make the team, and really the second year, the second year, I was looked at as the odd man out because they had just drafted James White. And, you know, we was the same position. And then they cut James White. And I remember coming into Rick Carlisle's office, like, mm-hmm. Rick was, like, raw. I I can't recall nothing like this ever happening in the NBA. Like, he, he was drafted, and we cut him because, you know, you, you was outplaying him. So just know that this can happen to you, too. <laughs> and... And you know, I I I couldn't thank Rick Carlisle enough, but you know, my third year um 
I went to Phoenix, and this was, I, you know, I was a little dis, discombobulated because, you know, they really was pushing for me to come there. Like, this was a team that my agent said really wanted to draft me. And then once I got there, you know, like I said before, my my first and second year I had to make the team. So this year, my being my third year, I felt I played, this was my best training camp. Mm-hmm. And and to be cut, and that year they kept only thirteen players, and wow. that yeah that was I one that was one of the first times the NBA team only kept thirteen players because usually it's fifteen. Yeah, that seems and, like a low number. Yeah, and they only kept thirteen that year, and you know of course I was I was distraught, I was devastated, and you know. um then you know my agent gave me the option do you want to go to d-league or do you want to go overseas and i was like no uh i don't want to you know stay here and be in the d-league i i want to you know see how it is see how it is overseas because you know naturally i'm a foreigner Mm -hmm. so i want to i want to go experience how how it would be in in another country and you know i i had i had a ball Absolutely. I see. Uh, I mean, you've spent 10, 11 years playing overseas now. Um, are you still an active player? I saw last year you were in Iran. Is that, are you still currently playing? No, that was, that was my last year. That okay. was my last year. I, yeah, I decided to, uh, that, that will be my last year. Um, with my, with my third son being born, you know, I, I seen that, you know, okay, uh, you know, they need me here more than ever. You know, my wife need me here, you know, yeah. having a, a third son and, you know, the uh, pressures of of just a, a mother having three kids and just trying to hold it down on her own while I'm gone for seven, eight months. So I said, yeah. I'm going I'm to a, I'm a, uh, stay here and, you know, see what opportunities I'll have. I'll have here, but had I had a great run. I, I enjoyed, I enjoyed uh, everything. All that the basketball has, has, you know, afforded and gave me. But um, you know, I I was I, uh, my mind was at ease. It's tough. It, it, it's it, it's tough because shoot, hey, I feel I could still go out right now and, and contribute, but but I. I knew I knew in my heart of hearts um, um, that I, I needed to be home. Absolutely. I mean, yeah, I, I saw on your Instagram that that you recently had a a, a, a baby boy. Or your wife recently had a, a baby boy. So I wanted to congratulate you. That that's really cool. And congratulations to you and your family. Oh, uh, thanks a lot. Thanks a lot, boss. So I think I just have two questions for you. Uh, two questions remaining for you. The first is you've had a very extensive international basketball career. And in, in, in my experience in talking to former players, former Mavericks, the guys that played internationally, whether it's Europe or somewhere else, sometimes have these, you know, horror stories of, of things occur- that occurred to them, you know, either with uh, general managers or, or teammates or something unusual happening in the city. Do you have anything, anything like that that happened to you that's noteworthy during your international career? Man, we don't have enough time. Okay, fair <laughs> we, enough. <laughs> we, we 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 don't have enough time, but you know, 
um, uh, saying that I, I had a I had a great time, and it all depends on where you're at, what team you're on, you know, the level you're playing. You you know whether it's Euro League, um, Euro Cup, but you know it's 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 kind of hard to put in a, a a capsule because it's like they don't try to understand where we're coming from. Like mm-hmm. you know, I'm coming from I'm coming from the NBA. Every first and fifteenth. I don't have to look and ask about my money. You yes. know, so it's automatically deposited, you know, and I, I've been fortunate enough. I I didn't experience too many years of this, but two or three is one too many. <laughs> I understand you that. Know, yeah, especially and, when you have a family. Exactly. And they don't, they don't understand that. Like you brought me all this way. Mm-hmm to play basketball this is a business but then sometimes you want to be one two three months late it's like yeah. I can't explain that to my wife yeah <laughs> you know so she's like so if you're not getting paid why are you there you yeah. know <laughs> that's that's a so fair question <laughs> it's 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 that it's just a little basic things that you need sometimes is you know they'll try to beat around the bush to get to because they don't want to take care of their business and they don't want to be professional. But then they'll turn around if you're losing and say you're not professional. <laughs> you know because if you're not scoring 20, 25, 30 points a game, if you have one bad game, they're ready to cut you. Wow. And this is what I try to tell my my young athletes that that I mentor like you don't got time to have one bad game one bad game even if you've done one 10 11 in a row and you know I've done experience this I'm we're the number one team but we lost to the 18 so it's always a, a blame game and the number one people or person they look to blame is the foreigners and yeah. and that's and that's something like uh I never understood because mm-hmm. at the, at the same time 9 out of 10 times the foreigner the american is the best player and yeah. you know we're usually leading leading in in everything but if you lose one game don't lose two games in a row they're ready to send you home and it's 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 totally unfair, but it but nothing, you know that that's that's how it is over there, and they don't understand that we're coming from so far away. Most of the times we're lonely, we're not used to being away from family, friends, and you know they expect more they expect a lot from us but when we expect things from them it's uh it's uh you know they look at you like you crazy like well you know y'all was supposed to pay me a month ago well uh, tomorrow <laughs> tomorrow tomorrow oh man i don't know if you heard that i don't know if you heard that 
from uh, talking to to former players, but they like to say tomorrow, tomorrow, tomorrow. And <laughs> it's it's a lot of lies, and it's pretty much a lot of um unprofessionalism. Right. And you know, I I look to see what I, I always look at and see what other guys are going through, like, and and it's you know to in a nutshell, it's 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 tough over there. Depending yeah. now, like I said, depending on the team, the, depending on the organization, and you know that's everything. Even here in America, if mm-hmm. you have a great organization, they're going to take care of you. But sometimes over there, you could be playing on a Euroleague team. You know, Euroleague. That's the after NBA, it's Euroleague. You know, and you have some Euroleagues there that that act like that act real unprofessional. So it's you know it's tough. I don't know how I was able to survive for eleven years. I was by the grace of God, you know. Yeah. <laughs> but it's whew, it's an experience. It's an experience. It opens your eyes. It yeah. lets you see the world for 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 what it really is and <laughs> definitely um and thank you for 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 sharing about that um i appreciate it my last question is something i've been doing with um every or probably like the last eight guys that i've talked to so you were a part of the 2006 dallas mavericks i have here in front of me the a, a list of every mav that played in a regular season game that season i wanted to see how many of them you can name Whoa, wait, just off the top of my head? Yeah, and it's funny. I think we've actually probably mentioned almost all of them throughout this conversation. So, but I wanted to see the 16, including you. So, really, just, just 15. So, it's 15. Yeah. So, of course, we're going to say Dirk, mm-hmm. uh, uh, Jason Terry, um, Josh Howard, Marquise Daniels, Josh. Josh Powell, Sagana Jop, Eric Dampier. Uh, uh, you gonna involve Doug Christie? Yep, he played a regular season game, so he's on the list. You got him. <laughs> um, Pavel Podkolzin. There you go. I, that was gonna see if that that was one I thought might trip you up, but you got it. There you go. <laughs> no, no, no. Why would I know that? Cause he's Russian. I played in Russia for three years. So. <laughs> Very cool. Uh, Pavel, uh, uh, M, M, Mbinga, Mbinga. Yep. Uh, DJ, uh, yeah. DJ, DJ, DJ Binga. Uh, d- did I say, did I say, I said Sagana. Yes. Uh, how much is that? So I think you have five more um i'm honestly i'm not sure if you said devin harris or not so it might be four more yeah i said devin i said okay so i missed him so four more and i'm pretty sure they've all been mentioned at some point during this conversation so yeah um but yeah there's four more that you haven't named yet oh man no (laughs) no no uh eric dampier did i mention him yeah you already had him yeah uh Oh, wait. <laughs> Jason. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Uh, uh, 
said four more words. Four more, yeah. And I think we've, yeah, I think we've talked about all of them at some point tonight. <laughs> um, man. A couple of the guys, when I asked you about uh, any rookie initiation type things. Oh, Jerry Stackhouse, damn. Uh, yeah. Okay, I didn't mention him. Yeah. <laughs> Jerry, uh, I know I mentioned Jason Terry, Daryl Armstrong. Yep, so two more now. Um, uh, I mentioned Marquise. You did. Yep. Uh, you got Josh Powell. Yep. And, uh, I think one of the guys is one of the ones that you were filling in for when you were starting. And, um, the other guy is, uh, was a backup, uh, power forward that, that could shoot some threes. Keith Van Horn. There you go. That's all right. So one more. <laughs> uh, and I, I said, I said Griff. Oh, you did? Okay. If that's him, then I totally missed that. So maybe he, all right. So yeah, you got the, a, Adrian, Adrian Griffin. Yeah. I mentioned him. Okay. I, that, that must've slipped by me. I, I apologize. So, uh, <laughs> all right. Well, th that was fun. I really appreciate you you uh, you taking the time to uh, to speak with me tonight, um, Raul. Uh, it, it was a lot of fun and man, thanks a lot for having me, boss. Absolutely, and uh, happy New Year to to you and your family. All right, you too. Forgotten America. <laughs>